0: Good morning, welcome to a taste of Torah. Today, Halacha, practical Jewish law. We are in the middle of the 12th chapter of the Kitzor Shulchanach, the laws of prayer. 12, the Shulchanach speaks to the importance of davening with the minion and in a shul. There is a verse in the Torah, one that is part of the Matovu prayer, l'cha Hashem Eis ratzain. May my prayer to you, Hashem, be at a favorable time. And the oral tradition says that is a reference to the fact that we daven together with others in a holy place. For while any prayer at any time is significant and is a direct communication with Hashem, our sages tell us that Hashem is particularly fond of when Jews come together Such prayers are accepted in a greater manner, hence the great importance given to davening at shul. In times of old, of course, Jewish communities all throughout Europe had shuls in every little village. And the Shulchan Aruch says if you're traveling, and in those days traveling wasn't like today, and you're trying to get to your destination before it gets dark, one should continue going another four mil, which is about 72 minutes worth of travel in those days, as to get to a town where you'll be able to have a minion. Not only that, it says, if you pass that town, you should go back one mil, which is 18 or so minutes worth of traveling, to go back and stay at a town where you'll be able to have a minion the next day. Those listening to this podcast from the raleigh Cary area, um, as many of you know, we get calls frequently from Jews who are traveling to the area, specifically asking if there is a minion here. And it isn't necessarily because they have to say Kaddish, but we hear from people who are simply trying to take special heed to these words of the Shulchan Aruch that, when all possible, to David with a minion. On that note, the Shulchan quotes a Talmud that says that those who awaken early in the morning and go to synagogue and make sure to be amongst the minion and conduct themselves with sanctity at shul, such a person will merit long life. And there are countless Jewish stories that illustrate this idea. The Shulchan continues and says, minion aside, there is special significance to davening in a shul, in a sanctuary that is a inherently holy place. Such prayer there, even if alone, is special. Alternatively, it says... If one is, for whatever reason, unable to come to synagogue, they should time their prayer to daven at the same time as those who are davening in the local synagogue. One can certainly go shul hopping, but the Shulchanar says that one should choose a shul that that will become their regular place that they daven, and within that shul have a, what's called in Hebrew, a makim kavua, a designated space to sit. I think we can sense the spirit behind these laws that being in shul should be a regular part of our life, not just something we do occasionally not just something we treat casually, but rather something, as we might say in Hebrew, is, chashuv, is important and significant in our life. It is interesting how it notes that if it is all possible, it's always helpful to be near a wall and also to choose your neighbors in shul wisely as to not be near somebody with negative behavior, might distract you, so on and so forth. On the flip side, I've heard so many beautiful stories of people who always sat next to a particular person and how that rubbed off on them in a positive way from all their years at shul. The shulchanar adds that even if you are not davening, in shul, this same rule applies. It's good to have a makom kavua, a designated spot that you will dive in when you are at home. Again, to make this a significant and chashuv, important part of your daily schedule. Perhaps one could say that's even more important at home, where you have to work extra hard to get into that right mindset, not to have distractions, etc. So when you sit in that designated spot, you know you are entering the sacred space. I know this was a halacha that gained a lot of attention during COVID when more people were praying from home. in it has always been part of Jewish tradition. The Shulchan brings a verse from Hosea that says, let us run to know God. And from here, we learn that it is considered something praiseworthy to run to Shul, or for that matter, to run to any mitzvah. It's a beautiful thing to show our excitement and enthusiasm to going to a holy place and take part in a holy mitzvah. Parenthetically, he says that even though later in the book, when he discusses the laws of Shabbos, he'll mention on Shabbos, we are supposed to specifically not run. This is not one of the technical laws of Shabbos, but rather something in the spirit of the day. Shabbos is a day of peace and tranquility, not the rat race of the rest of the week. Nonetheless, when it comes to coming to Sheol, one is allowed to go fast. And being that praying in a Sheol is so important, the Shulchan Aruch adds one last halacha. As an introduction to this law, throughout much of Jewish history, Jews lived in self-autonomous communities. In other words, even though they were under the law of the land, and of course, sadly, often with a lot of persecution, within their communities, within the Jewish neighborhoods, did have and even enforced their own sets of rules. When one chose to live in that particular community, one agreed to abide by those rules. For instance, there was often a set amount of tzedakah that people in that community had to give for those that did not have enough food. And this could even be enforced by tzedakah collectors. So along the same lines here, the Shulchanach writes that those living in a community can force others to contribute a set amount of money to build a shul or to acquire the proper books necessary in a shul because every Jewish community needs to have a place to worship. This was considered a basic need of a Jew and hence could be enforced along the same lines if they had difficulty getting a minion together. They could create a roster and enforce fines for those that were not participating. Now obviously we live in different times today. We don't have self-autonomous communities with such rules. Neither do I think that's the motivation that would work today. But I do think all of us can sense from these laws just how important the shul has always been for the Jewish people. Coming to the shul regularly, ensuring that they have a beautiful place to pray, scheduling their calendars in such a way that works around the prayer Times, so while yes, we can pray anytime and anywhere, we should remember the specialty and the importance of being in Shol. <laughs>